Hey, what's going on guys? Yuri here. Welcome to uh, our special hangout today. We're going live once again on the IG. What's going on? Amanda, we got Wilcox.buildww. <laughs> Welcome guys. All right, we're going to be talking about the irresistible offer equation. Um, if you're watching this inside the Facebook group, uh, great job. If you're not in the Facebook group, you can join us inside the Facebook group at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash tribe. Um, so what I wanna share with you today is a really, really important concept. And this is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about over the years, because here's the reality, is that a lot of times, it's, I mean, this is the biggest thing that I see. Like This is the, cons- the con- most consistent reason that health, fitness, and wellness experts don't make the money they wanna make is because they don't have this irresistible offer equation dialed in or even understood. So I wanna, I wanna really, I want to hopefully clarify this for you to help you understand it. And the reason this is important is because there's a very big difference between selling people what they want and selling people what you think they need, right? So in the world of marketing, I'm just going to move my camera here because it's a little bit in the way. Okay. Um, In the world of marketing, there's a common phrase called sell them what they want, give them what they need. And we see this a lot of times where various experts come in to work with us. And they're like, yeah, like I'm helping, you know, I help people with their mindset. I'm like, everyone is, right? But that's not something that people want. It's something that they need, but they don't want to pay a lot of money for mindset or to sit around and meditate. A lot of these kind of soft offers are very, very challenging to make work. And hopefully as you see this equation, it'll start to make a lot more sense for you, okay? So without any further ado, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, if you're watching this in the group, obviously you'll see me on the iPad here. If you are uh, joining me on Instagram, then just give me a thumbs up. Let me know where you're joining in from. We got, uh, yeah, just let me know where you're at. And if you can't see this, then I'll just show this on the camera afterwards. Okay, if you're listening to this on the podcast, obviously jump over to the Facebook group or you can join us on YouTube to catch the replay. So here's how this works is when we look at an irresistible offer, okay? So an irresistible offer is, you know, think of the Godfather. It's an offer so good you kind of refuse it. It's it's so good that it cannot be refused. And that means there's a tremendous amount of value. Because at the end of the day, how we decide to buy things or how, what we do with our money is really a clarification of value. So when someone buys a $4,000 80-inch TV, that signifies that they are spending that money on something that they feel is important to them. Whereas someone who doesn't spend that money on that, but they might spend $4,000 on travel, then that's a clarification of their values, right? So when it comes to establishing value, here's how this looks. If we want to increase the value of what it is we're offering, there's a couple of factors at place. Number one is the desirability, if that's how you even write it, desirability of outcome. I'm gonna have to make this a little bit smaller because I'm gonna run out of space. Oops. Uh, So let me do this. So the desirability of outcome or the significance of the outcome, if you will, multiplied by the likelihood 
of achievements of that outcome. Okay, so we have two factors right there, and that's going to be divided by time plus efforts. That there is your irresistible offer equation. Now, please do not discount how simple this is because this is, and I'll just show this to you guys watching this on the IG. Okay, so right there. Do not discount how important this is because the reality is this. If you have an offer, a core program, something you're selling, it could be coaching, products, supplements. I mean, for the most part, if you're following me, it's, it's mostly coaching. But the reality is that if you're not getting enough people saying yes, then there's a couple things that are going on here, okay? So let's use the example of two different scenarios. We know as human beings, we typically want results quick with the least amount of time and effort. And that's why supplements are very easy to sell in general, right? So if someone wants to lose weight, it's a lot more attractive for them to pop a pill than it is for them to go through the pain of exercise and eating well. So let's just break that down for a second. So person says, I want to lose weight, and your offer is great. I've got this cool pill. It's going to help you lose weight. So number one, desirability of outcome is very high. They want to lose weight. What is the likelihood of achieving that outcome? Well, obviously, if it's a proven formulation, then the likelihood of achieving it, if you do nothing else but take this pill, is pretty high as well. If we divide that by the time and energy or the time and effort required to pop that pill, very little time, very little effort. So what that equates to, and I'll just make this a bit smaller so I can fit all this in. So value, to increase value, we have to decrease time and effort or increase desirability of outcome and likelihood of its achievement. That's, those are the only two things we can throttle. So that's why typically if we look at supplements or even like in the pharmaceutical industry, that's the pharmaceutical industry is a billion dollar industry and they're running ads that are blatantly saying, hey, the side effects of taking this could mean, it could include blindness, deafness, uh, incessant defica defecation, death, all of these side effects that if you were to offer, if you were to tell a prospective client these things over the phone, they'd be like, there is no way in hell I am ever giving you my money. Yet the pharmaceutical industry does this day after day and trillions of dollars in meds sold. People are lined up to go to their doctor to ask for prescriptions for these meds that they have been told could potentially destroy their health. And this is the irony of this stuff. So why does that happen? Well, it's because of this. Because they want an outcome. So for instance, if we look at depression, right? Depression and anxiety are rampant in today's society. So let's say the desirability of not having depression is very high. The likelihood of achieving less depression or balanced mood with a medication is probably high because people believe that that's the way to do it. What is the time and effort required to pop that pill? It's nothing. Right? So that's why it's so much easier for most people to just pop a pill. Right? Um, the flip side to that is let's say you're offering a coaching program that offers people the same outcome. So less depression, more mental stability, uh, likelihood of achievement now is going to be questionable because now you have to really show that you can produce results. So social proof becomes a really big issue. 
in terms of the sale of your thing, but also when we look at time and effort, well, how are people gonna achieve that, that results? Well, now they may have to meditate, they might have to be more mindful, they have to practice awareness, they have, all, like, they, they have to do all this stuff. So it, it requires more effort, it requires more time to do all this. And naturally, that's when people start thinking like, hey, I need to think about it. It's like, well, it's, it's, it's a nice to have, it's not a must have, because in the back of their mind, even if they're not aware of it consciously and telling you about this, they're telling you or themselves at some level that this, like, yes, I want the outcome, but for whatever reason, this just seems like too much work. I don't want to do it. Okay. So how do we get around that? Because we are selling coaching. We're not selling the magic pill. So how do we get around this? Well, here's how we do this is when you are having conversations with, so two ways we do this. Number one, you have to focus on creating an offer that is extremely desirable by your marketplace. Okay. So we'll come, we'll come back to in a second. Um, but the second, and maybe the first thing is in conversations with prospective clients is do not spend all of your time talking about your deliverables. Okay. We're going to do this workout. You're going to do these meal plans and all this stuff. When you are talking about your program, you have to keep it super light and super high level. You have to focus on the outcome and the offer. That is it as you get into like, you know, once you've done the discovery piece of the call. But what I find happens a lot of times is we spend so much time talking about our stuff. Like, hey, like you're going to get this. And, and I make this mistake too. Like I really have to catch myself from doing this because it's, it's so ingrained in how we're brought up as, as experts and teachers of like, you know, just sharing and teaching all this stuff. But the reality is that the less you share, the more you're going to sell. Because when you share, you're going to do like 12 weeks of workouts, you're going to like all sorts of recipes, and you're going to do all this kind of stuff. And we're going to clean out your pantry and we're going to meditate 20 hours a day. When you share all that stuff, the person is thinking, oh my God, this is too much. Like, I don't want to do all this stuff. Right. And there's a balance between really making sure people are qualified to work with you. So, you know, ensuring them, ensuring that they know that this is not pop a pill and get a result. This is do the work, show up, etc. But you still have to, in the presentation of your thing, not focus on the thing, focus on the outcome, focus on, we talked about this before, focus on the destination, not on the journey, which is kind of ironic because the fulfillment in life comes from the journey, not the destination, but from a selling perspective, we have to sell people the white sandy beach, not the turbulent airplane ride. Does that make sense? So when you are in your sales conversations is you need to focus on the outcome that they want. And you've obviously established some rapport and questions and discovery earlier in the call, which is going to bring up their needs where they're stuck. You tie everything that your program does back to those things and how they solve that. And then you give them an offer that they can't refuse to be like, listen, like if you want that, right, here's what it's going to cost. And it's, you know, whatever it is. But if you do a good enough job in the call, they should have enough value built up and established so that there is less price objection when you get to that point of the call. But let's come back to the offer itself. And I want to talk about, well, I mean, we, it's very tough to talk about one of these in isolation because the reality is like, if you are offering something that people don't want, then it's really simple. Look at your bank account. How's that working out, right? Either if you have something that is so desirable that everyone wants, then why isn't your bank account overflowing with money? Because that's really the metric. If you are helping people, which is a byproduct of people saying like, yes, I want this, here's my money, then 
you have an offer that they want. But the reality is that the health, wellness, and fitness space is so focused on deliverables and what I think people want and what they need instead of really thinking about, well, what do people really want? We see this all the time. Like, you know, I don't just want to be another weight loss person. Who cares? Too bad, right? Um, CFE Health, is that Chip? What's going on, my man? I think it's, uh, and if it's not Chip, I apologize. I'm just seeing your uh, your thumbnail. So um, anyways, thank you for the shout out. But the reality is like, if you are offering something that people do not want, don't get, don't be surprised if they don't buy it, if they don't give you money for it. So you need to think about, well, how do I craft an offer that people just like salivate over? And they're like, oh my God, I have to have this. Well, it goes back to this. It goes back to understanding the marketplace. It goes back to looking at what people are buying all the time for the rest of time. It's not going to change. It's going to be how we look. That's going to be the biggest motivator for most people. When I lost my hair when I was 17, do you think I was pretty motivated to figure out a solution? You better believe it. But here's the thing is that now 15, sorry, 22 years later, I'm less motivated because I've gone through the journey. I grew it back and then the damn tetanus shot through my immune system back in haywire and kind of lost it a couple years ago. But there's less motivation for me now because, you know, and I'm sure at some point something will trigger and I'll want to, you know, go down that rabbit hole again. But the reality is that when people look, because we are such social beings, right? Think about this. If we don't look the parts, right? We're not thin enough. We're not fit enough. We're not attractive enough. In our in our subconscious, like in our limbic system, in our reptilian brain, that means we will not be accepted by the tribe. And if we go back to our ancestral DNA, that means we're at a tribe, which means we're dead. So how we look is one of the most important motivators. And that means, well, better looking skin, right? Weight loss, all this stuff is going to be important. It's going to be a, an easier sell than something that is less tangible like energy. And listen, like I sold energy for years. I mean, I wrote the New York Times bestselling book on the topic, so I know how to sell it. But the reality is that it's easier to sell a physical transformation than an intangible one. Typically, people buy for one of four reasons, or maybe more than four, um, more than one of the four reasons. We call it apes. Appearance, performance, economics, and status. Four. Okay, so appearance, number one motivator, very, very important. Two, performance. If we're talking to high performers or athletes or whatever, and you find a way to really emotionally trigger how a performance improvement means a lot to them, that's going to be a big motivator. Economics, some people are looking for the cheapest solution. I don't think that's the world we're playing in. Like never, ever, ever discount your stuff to the point where you say, hey, that person's charging $50, so I'm going to charge $50. It's a race to the bottom. Never compete on price. Who cares what your competition is doing? Focus on your clients because at the end of the day, your competition isn't giving you money. The competition is not giving you money. Your clients are giving you money. Focus on adding more value, being more valuable, being better at what you do and charge accordingly. Okay. I'm serious about this. It's, 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 yeah. And then fourth is status. If you understand how human beings operate in certain social settings, listen, like for the right people, status is a big thing, right? In the entrepreneurial space. I know this because I'm an entrepreneur and status is a big thing for me, right? If I can show up in a way that's going to improve my status in a specific group, that's a big motivator, right? It's not the most, that's not the most important. And maybe it's not the thing that I'm overtly going to talk about, but it's a motivator. So if you understand how to motivate people based on these four different principles, well, that's going to make your 
the desirability of your outcome a lot more powerful, okay? Likelihood of achievements, again, when we are talking about something that doesn't have the track record of, a, like, let's say, a pharmaceutical drug, the likelihood of achievement comes into question because now people are asking themselves, show me the proof. Like, does this really work? And listen, in some cases, you might not have a lot of social proof if you're starting out. And that's where you just have to say, listen, I know this works. I'm not sure if you do. If we work together, you know, and you do the work, most likely you're going to get results. But the reality is that the likelihood of achievement, you have to do whatever you can over time with your clients in whatever way, shape, or form to garner social proof and testimonials. And that goes back to your product. Your, your, your delivery, your coaching needs to be so good that it produces results for people because the more results you produce for people, the higher the degree, the likelihood of achievement goes up in the prospect's minds. We're like, oh my God, this person has millions of testimonials. This must work. They're promising this thing that I want. They have a ton of social proof to back it up. And now we have to look at time and effort. Okay, so this is a big one and I want you to remember this. Let me ask you a question. So you come to me and you say, okay, Yuri, I wanna lose 20 pounds. And I say, that's, that's great. That's a, that's, a really, that's a really important goal for whatever reasons that are important to you. And I tell you, I have two options. I have a 12 week program, right? Where we're gonna work out three days a week. I'm gonna have all these meal plans given to you and you're gonna do all this stuff. Or the second option, and sorry, and that's gonna be $3,000. Or the second option is uh, I'm just gonna press uh, one spot on your forehead and that weight is instantly gonna vanish. And it's $3,000 as well. Which one would you choose? Now listen, if you're a human being, you probably chose the second one, right? The push on the forehead. Why? Because of time and effort. It's the easy button. Now, I'm not saying we're offering easy button solutions for our clients, but I want you to think about that. How can you make your program shorter and seemingly less effortful while knowing full well that there is effort and work involved? So th this is something I encourage my clients to think about all the time. How, what is the shortest amount of time you can help someone produce results? Is it eight weeks versus 12 weeks? Well, then go with eight weeks. Why would they have to wait an extra four weeks to get a result? If you can do it in four weeks instead of eight, that's great. Okay, Yuri, well, if it's only four weeks, I gotta charge less. Why? You're, you're, and this is the mindset you have to get out of, the health, wellness, and fitness space. Like we, as a tribe, as a community, are so, like, we are so obsessed with deliverables that we think if it's a bigger book, it should be more valuable. But the reality is that the bigger the book, the more of a pain in the ass it is. I would rather pay the same amount of money for a one-page solution than a 300-page book. Joanna, what's going on? Good to see you. Hope all is well. Yeah, eight weeks works great for you. Great stuff. Hope life is awesome in Paraguay. Hope the kids are great. Uh, thanks for jumping in. So yeah, so like if you can think of your program, you know, we had a client uh, years ago who was helping women with PCOS and it was a 12-month program and she came to us because she was having trouble converting. I was like, you know the reason why? because it's 12 months long. People don't wanna wait 12 months to recover from PCOS. So how do we chop that down? What can we do in 90 days? What can we do in 30 days, right? And so I want you to think about this because I'm not saying well, like promise miracles overnight. That's not what this is, but it's about really understanding this equation because if you can work within the confines of yes, there is work. Like yes, you do have to show up. Yes, you do have to look inside and do the work internally and whatever. But with that understanding is how do we make the program as short as possible, as seemingly effortless as possible, 
high desirable outcome and a higher likelihood of achieving it, when you have those four things working in cohesiveness, now you'll have a much easier time of people giving you money because in their mind, they're like, this, this is valuable. Okay, so I hope this makes sense. If you have any questions, obviously, you know, drop me a comment. Um, if you're watching the replay on IGTV or Instagram, just uh, give me a little muscle flex just so I know that you're you know, watching the replay. Um, if you're watching live, just little, throw in a little fire emoji. And if you guys are watching on the Facebook group, yo, what's up? Just drop me a comment in the comments below. If you're on the podcast, well, thank you so much. Um, either way, guys, listen, if you want help with your offers, you know, if, if you want help doing a better job with your marketing because the reality is you're only a couple tweaks away from improving your messaging if you want help with that that's what we do every single day and um you know what i'd like to offer you is a free business audit like literally we'll jump on the phone and for about 45 minutes we'll go deep into your business we'll look at your offer we'll look at you know where things could be better we'll look at you know how many clients you're bringing in right now if it's not where you want us to be why that is and we'll look at where you want to go and how we can put together a plan to get you there in a much more cohesive fashion than what you might be doing right now. So there we go. Um, so if you want to book in your call, it's totally free. Go to workwithyuri.com. And um, if you find a lot of value in that call and you want our help, we can talk about what that might look like. And if not, totally cool as well. Nice. Joanna filled up each and every one of your five coaching groups this year. And you got so much social proof. I need more time to post it all. See, that's this is Joanna, one of our our, our our clients, just amazing. And working arguably in one of the most obscure markets, <laughs> which is incredible. And uh, this is proof that, you know, this stuff works. All right, guys? So anyways, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it gets you thinking about value and making your offers a bit more irresistible. Um, and there you go. All right, guys, tune out for now. I will see you later. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you soon.